Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corcoran, and we're coming at you today with, I know there's some of you who are listening to this and rolling your eyes, another solo episode today. Uh, I was actually going to be joined today. Uh, we had it all set up. Uh, Riley Campbell, who you guys will know was on the podcast, uh, probably about a month ago, a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, a few months ago at this point. The time flies so, so quickly, like I can't even keep track of it now, but... Anyway, he was supposed to come on, and he unfortunately fell a bit under the weather, so we have postponed his episode. So best wishes to you, buddy. Uh, can't wait to have you back on here, as will all of you. You guys will all be excited to see him again, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, so until then, I figured you guys can just listen to me ramble about what's going on in my life today and what's going on with the entertainment world. Um, in terms of my life, nothing is really new aside from uh, get your tickets for a Miramichi Christmas still on sale. I'm going to plug this every single time I do this podcast. So if you don't like that, I'm sorry. Um, and if some of you are listening to this and you're from a different country than me, you're probably just like, what the hell are you talking about? Then that's th- this thing for you. <laughs> um, but if you happen to be in Canada or Miramichi or New Brunswick, you know, surrounding areas uh yes please come see Miramichi christmas next thursday i can finally say that now next thursday which is crazy um i'm just yeah it's really crazy how much time has flown by uh this whole year really has just flown because i'm already on episode 43 of the podcast so that's that's really something anyways enough about that you guys don't come here to listen to me go on about nothing, go, go off on tangents. Um, so today's episode, we are going to be discussing uh, the recent comments made by uh, James Cameron with regards to comic book movies. And uh, in doing this, we're also going to go back to some of his previous comments uh, about comic book movies as well from a couple of years ago, just to uh, kind of uh, give us a bigger picture on James's opinions uh, on 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 comic book movies as a whole, and uh, we will also be discussing uh, this uh, recent article that uh, features an interview with Daniel Radcliffe, where he basically explains why he would never join the MCU. I thought it was interesting enough to uh, make it a discussion topic, and we're also going to be discussing why Evan Peters will win the Emmy for Dahmer. Now, just keep in mind what I said there. I don't think he will he or he will not only be nominated, he will win the Emmy. There's no question about it, and I'm going to give my thoughts on that uh as we as we get to that point in the show. And uh so yeah, anyway guys, uh, without further ado, enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corcoran, and we're coming at you again, as I mentioned earlier, another solo episode. So uh, the first uh, discussion topic today is with regards to uh, James Cameron, the great James Cameron, one of the greatest uh, filmmakers of all time, uh, who Time actually listed as uh, their on their list of 100 uh, most influential people in the world. So... Before we delve into this topic, I just want to preface something for you all. Um, I really like James Cameron. James Cameron is a phenomenal uh, director, Titanic. I mean, I we mentioned, or I mentioned, 
on uh, the a uh, uh, few episodes back, I did an episode uh, where we talked about overrated films, popular films that we don't love. Titanic was on them. Titanic was was actually on that list where I like it. It's a great movie. I just don't love it like 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 most people do. But then you can't forget about, of course. Terminator. Terminator, um, you know, written and directed by James Cameron, one of the all-time greats, like really not even just in in uh, action or sci-fi, one of the greatest films ever, really. Um, I find that's worthy of the hype that it gets. Uh, I don't I personally don't find that overrated. I think Terminator's great. Um, so, yeah, James Cameron's great. James Cameron is a is a wonderful director. Um, but recently, or well, actually not recently, um Going back to 2018, I was going through um, uh, some older articles because recently he gave some comments about uh, comic book movies and how the superheroes constantly act like college kids. Um, so even um, as I was uh, kind of prepping for this episode and uh, go uh, going through some of the articles, I there was this one from 2018 uh, leading up to the release of Avengers Infinity War. Uh, James Gunn... Er, James Gunn, James Cameron <laughs> was uh, very open about wanting Avengers fatigue. He wanted uh, people to start to get burned out on the comic book genre. This is what he had to say. I'm hoping we're, we're going to start getting Avengers fatigue. Not that I don't love the movies. It's just, come on, guys. There are other stories to tell besides, you know, hyper... hyper Hyponagonal, I'm, I'm, I'm butchering that, uh, males without families doing death-defying things for two hours and wrecking cities in the process. Uh, so that's James Cameron in 2018 leading up to Avengers Infinity War. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, now, of course, that sparked a lot of controversy. Um, and, uh, oh, James, Gu or, uh, I keep saying James Gunn. Um, <laughs> um, James Cameron saying, oh, you, you know, him just bashing on Marvel or in, in uh, comic book movies in general, this and that and the other thing. Um, I'm personally in the mindset, I, it's a little bit, I mean, I always say I'm always in the mindset that everyone is entitled to their own opinion. You know, feel free to speak your own mind as long as you don't outright, uh, uh, you know, attack people who love Marvel movies or who make Marvel movies or comic book movies as a whole, then that's fine. Have your opinion. Um, but for me, the reason why that one really bothered me is because, so I'm just going to read this again. I'm hoping we're going to start getting Avengers fatigue. Not that I don't love the movies. It's just, come on guys. There are other, other stories to tell besides, you know, Hypogonical, I, I don't know why I can't say that word, uh, males without families doing death-defying things for two hours and wrecking cities in the process. Um, there's always, um, the one, the one thing that really bothered me about that comment is for two reasons. The first reason is James Cameron, the last movie that he directed was Avatar. And Avatar was in 2009. I would have been in, what, 4th, 5th grade, something like that. I would have been 10 years old. I'm 23 now. And now he's finally coming out with his next film, which is Avatar 2. Um, so him going on saying, I hope people get Avengers fatigue, you know, not that I don't love the movies, just come on, guys, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's kind of like, okay, well, you're not doing anything to help. You know what I mean? Like you're not you're not doing anything that is 
so so okay okay well i want to show people that there's not just marvel and avengers movies and superhero movies um and i'm gonna start doing all these other movies and i'm gonna help show people that there's more out there than just you know superhero but for the last 10 years you've you haven't directed anything just okay I think you've been working on Avatar 2 for how many years now? That was supposed to come out like a long time ago, I believe, uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, yeah, just my my thing is don't sit there and say that there's not enough movies out there, blah, blah, if you're just going to sit there and not do anything about it. You know what I mean? Like, it would be, for the, for those of you, like, you know, theater theater lovers like myself, it would be like saying... There's too many musicals out there. I hope we just get burned out in these musicals. Not that I don't like the musicals. It's just, come on. There's so many other, uh, you know, great things in theater to watch than people singing for for two hours. And and um, I, I was just trying to, I was trying to work in, like, theater terms into James's comments. Um, but, like, that's kind of the same thing. So, like, if someone says that they're a theater director they're a writer you know and and yet they're not going to do something to help you know show people that there are there is more than just musicals out there like come on like okay don't complain about that if you're not going to do something about it it's different if someone who doesn't make movies they're they're just film fans like like you know all of you guys watching um if they said it it's like okay well we don't actually make movies whatever but but james cameron of course one of the all-time greatest directors uh, uh alive today um him sitting there saying oh i hope people get avengers fatigue da, 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 da. but yet meanwhile you're not doing anything aside from just you know plotting out avatar which speaking of which he has what f four sequels to avatar coming out yet he's worried about avengers fatigue or he's or he's wanting avengers fatigue but here you are you want to do five films of the same franchise and who knows what you're going to do after that are you going to do a sixth a seventh are you going to do a avatar cinematic universe i don't know so that one just rubbed me wrong in that sense um like i say he's entitled to his own opinion but um for me personally um i agree yet i disagree with that I'm always, it's always how it works with it with me on these podcasts. These quotes come out and I'm like torn halfway because I can see both sides of the argument. Um, but um, anyways, next comment, which he gave just recently is um, uh, this was from just a few weeks ago. When I look back at these big spectacular films, I'm looking at you, Marvel and DC. It doesn't matter how old the characters are. They all act like they're in college. They have relationships but they really don't. They never hang up their spurs because of their kids. The things that really ground us and give us power, love, and a purpose, those characters don't experience it, and I think that's not the way to make movies. For me, as a parent of five kids, I'm saying, what happens when those characters mature and realize that they have a responsibility outside their own survival? Um, now, the one big takeaway that I take of that is, James Cameron doesn't watch comic book movies. To me, I think that's very clear that he doesn't watch the comic book movies. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say and just try and defend, oh, you know, comic book movies, this and that. It's like, well, no. 
I'm I'm open to everyone's opinions. James Cameron wants to give his opinions on comic movies, and that's the very best. Um, but it's like me, where I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I don't like Star Wars, or not that I don't like Star Wars. I just I just haven't seen it. I just don't really have an interest in it. Um, but I'm not going around and saying you know all this stuff about oh how oh there's there there's too much drama or or I don't know like um. Uh, there's not enough lightsaber battles, or I don't know, like, like, here I am saying about, oh, like, Star Wars doesn't have this, doesn't have that, it's like, well, I don't watch them, I wouldn't, like, you know, uh, you know what I mean, so that, that, that would just be a stupid thing for me to say, you know what I mean, and that's almost kind of like what James Cameron has said, like, he's basically saying that, um, realizing that these characters, uh, acting like college kids, not realizing that they have a responsibility. But really, you look at Avengers Endgame, Tony Stark gave up, you know, he wanted to basically give up his whole Iron Man persona, and he wanted to just basically retire after he had his daughter. Um, But when an opportunity came to bring everyone back who they lost, because, you know, they lost half of humanity, uh, that right there is kind of a no-brainer. You got to go and save the day, you know? Um... But it's not like he was like, oh, you know, oh, screw you, kid. I'm just going to do this. He was even constantly saying to Cap, he's like, okay, listen, if we do this, I got to keep what I have right now. You know, like I, I, I want to, I don't want to die in the process. I want to be there for my daughter. You know what I mean? So family's always at the top of their minds, really. Uh, even same with Hawkeye. Hawkeye trying to balance out, you know, his duties as Hawkeye. And yet here he is um, with his, you know, wife and kids. So, um, there's just a lot that James Cameron says here that really shows that I don't think he really, I don't think he watches comic book movies at all. I think he just basically, maybe he sees a trailer and just sees all the fight scene, blah, 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 and maybe reads up a little bit about them, but he doesn't actually watch them. And that's what irks me is because if you guys remember a couple of years ago, Martin Scorsese gave his comments about uh, how Marvel and comic book movies are invading cinemas and and um, uh, they're not real cinema and all this. Yet he admits that he hasn't watched them. So I'm like, well, how can you say that when you haven't watched them at all? Like that's just that's just a straight up stupid thing to say. You know what I mean? And this is coming as a Martin Scorsese fan, one of my all time favorite directors. Um, and James Cameron, one of the all-time greats, you know what I mean? So it's just, it always bugs me when I hear good, uh, really smart people not saying things that they probably don't need to say. Well, I mean, maybe, because uh, I don't really know the context where he was asked this, if if this was just on, on an interview for Avatar, if he just casually brought this up. I don't really know the context. I read it on an article. Um, so that's really where I'm at with that. So, I mean... As I say many times, you're entitled to your own opinion. James Cameron is entitled to his own opinion. But it's just it just irks me when he makes these types of comments that kind of just makes it seem like he really has no idea what he's talking about when he's talking about oh the you know they they never hang up their spurs because they're kids and all this and that. It's like, well, you know, if you would watch the movies, you would know that it's not as simple as that. They're trying to balance it out, but anyway, I don't want to sound like I'm like angry by his comments. I'm just saying it just irks me a bit that he would make a comment like that when he has him he himself has not actually clearly hasn't seen these movies. 
Now, who knows? Maybe he has, and he's just talking out of that, out of his ass. I I don't know. God only knows. Um. So, but at the end of the day, it's James Cameron. Like, what the hell do I know? I'm just a you know you know Canadian nobody here doing a <laughs> doing a podcast, and I'm criticizing uh James Cameron. I'm like, what the hell do I know? Um. And I make a theater. I don't do movies or anything like that. So, like, you know what? You know, someone's watching this now. Frank, Frankie, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, I don't. I. Don't. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's just my opinion. Definitely be sure, guys, to let me know your opinion on uh, social media. I'm really, really curious to see where people stand on this because <laughs> I, I I mentioned many times where when, when it comes to comic book movies and people, even not, you know, they're just giving their honest opinion. It's not like they're trying to bash the people who like comic book movies. Pe- people are just constantly jumping down their throats. You said this thing bad about It's like, well, no, just, you know, take a minute, listen to what they have to say. If you're finding loopholes in their story, then by all means call them out on it, because that's like James Cameron here. I'm I'm sure if some someone heard him say this, they'd be like, "Well, hold on, James, this d- doesn't add up." You know what I mean? Um, so definitely be sure to hop on social media, guys, and let me know your thoughts on that. Uh, do you agree with what James Cameron said? Uh, do you think that people act like college kids? Maybe James Cameron's a real college kid here. I don't know. He's kind of acting like one. Um, <laughs> so definitely be sure to let me know your thoughts. And we will now move into our second main topic today, which is uh, about these rumors that were uh, circling around about uh, Daniel Radcliffe, of course, Harry Potter, uh, possibly being the next Wolverine in the MCU. Of course, he's turned that down now. Um, But um, what really intrigued me were his uh, comments here. So um, this... In an interview with uh, GQ magazine, I'm reading the article from uh, IGN, Radcliffe addressed uh, the latest round of Wolverine casting rumors, admitting that he hasn't always helped speculation. He he said his responses during press tours have sometimes fueled the X-Men buzz, but ultimately he isn't looking to get his claws stuck into a role that, that he could get locked into for a long time. And this is what Daniel Radcliffe said. It's purely a press tour rumor. I say something and then I occasionally... And then occasionally I get bored of answering that way, so I say something different. And that sets it off again. I should have just never opened my mouth. (laughs) Uh, I just don't ever want to get locked into something that I am not sure I will be able to love the same um, amount the whole time. Uh, So, that's so true though. Like, no matter what someone's doing. Like, you know, uh, Andrew Garfield's... You know, I use that as an example a lot because it's true. I mean, uh, uh, this whole thing with Spider-Man. He says something about he maybe alludes to something. Like, he's doing an interview where he says, no, I'm not in no way home. But then he, like, does something with his eye. And people are, like, doing these analysis videos of zooming in to see, wait, Andrew Garfield nervously scratched his eyebrow. I think that shows that he's, you you know what I mean? Like, that's how crazy people can get with these types of things. So... Um, so that's why being a celebrity, I'd probably never be able to be a celebrity. Like, oh, I'm like, I just say something and then it would get turned the wrong way. And then I'm just like, yeah, I should just get into a different line of work. Cause this is just too much for me. Um, cause like, like for, from that point on, you pretty well have to be careful of everything you say now. Cause people are just going to spin it into something. Uh, especially like if like, um, there be all these rumors regarding, uh, uh, Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire doing an, another Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Um, there were comments that were uh, 
uh, from Sam Raimi, because of course he directed Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, where he said, yeah, he would love to do a Spider-Man 4. Next thing you know, we got these articles saying that Sam Raimi says Spider-Man 4 is happening, and it's, it's like, no, 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 it's like, that's not what he said, he said. Like people just love to spin this. I get if you're a journalist, you got to do your job and and uh, make the headlines. But uh, it's just so stupid. It's like no, no, he didn't say that. He just said he would love to do it. There's a difference between saying you would love to do something versus actually doing it. And people don't seem to grasp that concept. But anyway, so uh, going back to the article, I don't know where I was here. Um, there uh, rumors that Radcliffe could be playing the next Wolverine have been swirling for years, but he has repeatedly denied claims that he is taking over the role in the MCU. The actor told The View in March that speculation fires up because Wolverine is short, so every so often they're like, who's a short actor? There's never been any actual truth to it. Every so often I would get bored of answering the question sensibly, he admitted to the, show, to the hosts of the ABC talk show. So I just make a joke like I did the other day, and that sort of has reignited the rumors of it. But there is nothing going on. Um, so, uh, and then it says uh, Radcliffe might not be. So oh, a Black Friday ad. Um, Radcliffe might not be suiting as Wolverine anytime soon, but Jackman is ready to return to the role again. He has last played Wolverine, yet, so we know that we discussed that recently about Hugh Jackman's return. So, I think that's. Um, now, he doesn't really delve into the whole uh, getting locked into something. I think what he means by that, really, is when you're in a huge role like that, or you're in a huge franchise, and you sign on for, like, um, kind of like, let's say, The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, you know, huge, huge, huge show, billions of people watching it, or at least they used to be millions now. I'm not really sure how many people watch it now. Um... But that's such a huge show and it's such a commitment where you're going to want someone who is willing to, okay, so let's say you're getting ready to sign a contract. They're like, okay, we want to do five seasons of this. We need to make sure that you're locked in for all these, all five seasons and you're a lead in it. And let's say it's, you know, 20 episode seasons kind of thing. You're very limited then to what you can do for roles. You know what I mean? Someone offers you a role um, and they say, hey, do you want to be in this movie with, I don't know, let's say Martin Scorsese is doing this movie and he wants you to play Lee parts. And it's like, oh my God, I'd love to. It's Martin Scorsese, but shit, I'm locked into this TV show. I can't really do that. Uh, and so it kind of really limits you as to what you can do. Now, granted, if you're really, really passionate about a certain part, then by all means, it's kind of like screw everything else. I'm just sticking with this one thing. And that's a good that's that 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 is a really good um it's a good ethic there where instead of just leaving them high and dry it's like no 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 i signed this contract i'm gonna finish it you know what i mean um and so that's the same deal with marvel like you, you sign on to marvel um you sign a film um uh, or a contract for seven films i mean okay the contracts don't really mean too much um, in the sense that, okay, yeah, sure, you sign a seven-film contract, but that doesn't mean they're going to use you in seven films. That just means, basically, if they want you for seven films, then you are, by contract, you have to return for it. Like, it's it's in the contract. You have to do it. Uh, you sign the paper, or they can take you to court. Um, always good to have something in writing. Always, always good. Um, and so... Um, so yeah, you, you sign a contract for seven films and let's say, you know, they use you for five. Um, then you get an offer for a role in another movie. 
You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, it's it's definitely a huge uh, commitment. It's a huge commitment, especially when there's so much on the line. It's, like, the biggest movie franchise ever, the MCU. Like, I can easily say that, that it's the biggest of all time. And um, one thing that I really admire, I, I must say, about uh, Daniel Radcliffe is that he doesn't seem like the type of actor who cares much about awards or money or fame or anything. I mean, like, of course, he's talked about before struggling with, with uh, drinking during the, you know, due to the Harry Potter fame, which was huge at the time. It still is huge to this day. Um, but it was so bad, you know, years ago, he's talked about this in, in, uh, countless interviews over the years. Um, it's, it's definitely, um, like, I really admire that he's, he's always, he, like, I mean, like to me, I'm talking like I know the guy, um, it seems like he's always just like, you know, look, I'm passionate about this. I'm not in it for the money. I'm not, you know, I mean, obviously you gotta, you gotta eat. But um, but he seems so passionate about his work, though, where it's like, hey, I mean, I'm making money doing these movies. I got, you know, it, even if I do a s shorter short film that might not pay a lot, it's like, it's like, I love this line of business, you know. He seems, I mean, like, whether he does that or not, I don't know. But um, that's, he always just seems very humble and he's always, like, not just in it just to get paid just because I, I need a paycheck. No, 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 he's in it because he loves this line of work and he's extremely passionate about it and um and that's the main thing you're happy doing it that's what you want so um and i'm actually really really interested to see his new uh, weird al movie where he's playing weird al himself uh i think it's definitely um well then also to harry potter we also got to keep that in mind harry potter was such a huge that's they did eight movies of that you know what i mean like and that took over, you know, that was, that was a decade. Of course, I'm sure he wouldn't, you know, he, he wouldn't trade that for anything else in the world. Um, despite its ups and downs and, you know, his problems and everything. Um, but, um, that even still that, that would have limited him as to what he can do. Like, you know, I, you know, I can't sign up for this movie cause I'm locked into all these Harry Potter films. You know what I mean? So, and you got to be right on your, uh, right on your A, uh, a game. Like he's literally Harry Potter, the biggest, uh, uh, movie franchise at that time, which I think Marvel has surpassed it by now, but he's literally Harry Potter. So, I mean, if he go goes off and does other projects, it's like, well, shit, we got to, you know, <laughs> Harry Potter, we're missing Harry Potter. Obviously there, there's other characters in it that they can work with, but I mean, you, you, you need Harry, you need Harry there. Um, and so, yeah, and I really do admire that. He says, like, I don't want to do something where I'll get locked up. Or, like, I don't want to get locked up in something. And um, so I, I respect Now, will we see him in the MCU in the future? That's possible. You know, like, I'm not saying just because he, he straight up said that he's not in right now does mean, oh, he's never going to be in. No, no, I, I think he still could be. You know, it's just maybe not right now. Maybe now is not the right time. There's talks of them uh like i hear that they uh postponed the fantastic beast movie because they want to do more harry potter movies so who knows that's a that's something right there um but uh that's another discuss uh a discussion topic for another time so yeah like i i really admire that i really admire the the honesty in his answer like and because the thing is this is something people might forget like what are you talking about? How would he turn that down? That's, 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 listen, guys, at, at the end of the day, it's if your heart's not into it 
and your passion's not there, you're not happy, you, you, you're, it's just going to cause you severe stress and anxiety and everything, then it's not worth it to do it. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, what good is money and fame if you're dead? If you're dead from all the stress and all that. You know what I mean? That's just how I see it. Now, of course, there are exceptions to some rules where if you're in a in, in a dispute with someone over some little tiny thing, oh, so-and-so on set stole my thing, then it's like just, like you know, just they stole your toy or I don't know. Something so stupid. It's like, okay, guys, come on. Listen, this is a billion-dollar franchise here. Smarten the fuck up and just do your job. Read the lines and do your job. Um, this would be a different deal, you know? So that's something that people really do need to keep in mind. Because, I mean, I mean, we're outsiders. I could easily say, Daniel Radcliffe, you're you're crazy for not wanting to do a Marvel movie. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not the one who would be signing up for, uh, you know, God knows how many movies. And that would limit me as to what I can do. You know, I want to go off and do a movie with Martin Scorsese that he offered me, but oh shit, I'm locked, tied up with this MCU movie. I don't know. Like, so that's the thing. And then they also don't want to be known as just that for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, Harry Potter obviously is going to stick with him forever because if someone doesn't know, oh, Daniel Radcliffe, who the hell is that? Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. Oh, yes, of course, Harry Potter. Um, and then they'll say, oh, hey, just see the Harry Potter's playing Weird Al? Like, they don't even know his name, you know? So, um, when you're tied up with something like that for so long, people start to realize that, okay, you're not just that one guy. You want to branch out, you know what I mean? And, you know, many MCU actors are like that. I mean, of course, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Tony Stark. Uh, I think he's done a great job of kind of branching out, though, too, and not always seeing just Tony Stark there. I mean, he is Tony Stark. But, um, of course, I, I watched that one that uh, that uh, Robert Downey Jr. did with Zach Galifianakis, and I was like, yep, this doesn't feel like uh, Tony Stark at all. This doesn't feel like Iron Man at all. There's some actors where you're just like, oh, that's all I can think of. But I think Daniel Radcliffe has done a great job in that sense where he's not just this, you know, I'm Harry Potter. That's all I am. That's all I am. I'm not going to be anything else. No, he's starting to branch out. He's Weird Al. People are going to start seeing him as Weird Al. And I think he should just do what he wants to do. You know, you want to do a Marvel movie? You want to do, uh, you know, uh, another Harry Potter movie? You want to do another Weird Al? You know what I mean? Like, just do what you got to do. what you want to do. You're happy. That's the main thing. And that's something that pe everyone in life needs to understand. That if, you, if you're not happy with your avenue in life, then it's just not worth it. So, uh, definitely be sure to let me know your thoughts, guys, on the whole uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Would, would you like to see him in the MCU? Do you think he will at some point? I think it's possible. I'm not going to say he will. I think it's possible that he will. Um, so, definitely be sure to jump down uh, on social media and let me know your thoughts on that end. So, now we will wrap up the show today. Uh, with our final topic, which is something that I think around the time when the Emmys come, or after the Emmys, um, I could be completely wrong with this prediction. I could be just, you know, maybe, like, yeah, just, I'll probably delete this episode once I, <laughs> once the Emmys come, and if it's wrong. Um, but th for just my personal opinion, I think that Evan Peters is going to win the Emmy for Dahmer. Now, so now this final main topic is going to be basically me giving my thoughts on why I think he he will win it, and maybe not if he will win it, but will it, why I think he most definitely deserves it, and why he he's probably my number one top pick. I'm sure he's probably a lot of your number one uh, choices for uh, for um, uh, the Emmy Award this year for Outstanding Actor in a Limited Series. Uh, 
I, I imagine that's what the category is going to be. Um, it, it was actually just announced that Monster was actually is actually going to be now be turned into an anthology series. So now like now the next Monster series because this one was of course Monster the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Um, the next one, I don't know. They just announced today that they are doing another one. They just haven't said who. So I'm super, like, I was blown away by Dahmer. I really, really was. Um, going into it, I didn't know a lot about Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, uh, personally. I mean, like, I, I, I didn't know anything about his life. I knew, obviously, he was, uh, he was a serial killer. Like, that was really the only thing I really knew, you know? Um, I didn't really do too much research on him until I, I, I discovered Dahmer. Um, and I wasn't even really going to watch it, but, but like, there were so many people, so many people, um, were just, they're all talking about this, like, I'm going to, 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 uh, uh, dinner with friends and all they're talking about is Dahmer. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there like, I don't know what you're talking about because I don't know. I haven't seen this show. Um, so Dahmer, it's on Netflix right now. It's, it's a streaming right now. Uh, definitely check it out. Uh, just be warned that it is very, very, very disturbing. I had to watch some of the parts in doses just because it was so, so, uh, brutal and just disturbing. Um, overall, excellent, outstanding television. Uh, there were, uh, some points where I was so disturbed to the point where I'm like, do I want to continue this? Like, I think it was after around episode four or five. I'm like, I don't know if I can keep going with this, but I, I made it through, made it through the series and, uh, was blown away by Evan Peters' performance as as the monster himself, Jeffrey Dahmer. Um and one of the reasons too was um I I didn't realize at first, so I'm looking up Evan Peters, I'm like, who is this guy? Uh before I started watching Dahmer just to kind of know what I was getting myself into. And he it, it was of course Todd from Kick Ass, like, you know, the nerdy little kid off Kick Ass. He wasn't in Kick Ass too. He was replacing Kick Ass too. But the first one, that's where I first remembered him. I, I Kick-Ass was one of my favorite comic book movies. Um, I love that movie. And uh, he was really, really funny in it. Uh, so that's really where I remember him as. So I'm like, okay, this guy's playing Jeffrey Dahmer. I wouldn't would have expected that. But then again, you see, you know, a, another example of, uh, of great acting. Brian Cranston as the silly dad in Malcolm in the Middle versus a brutal crime lord drug boss and breaking bad you know what i mean so people can so of course evan peters goes from a nerdy little kid from kick-ass to jeffrey dahmer like that's that's pretty that's pretty self-explanatory right there um so i really do think so when i give my emmy predictions a lot of the times i mean there might be the odd time here and there where i i outright say oh yeah they're gonna win most of my predictions leading up to the Emmys is, okay, I think they're going to be nominated. Whether or not they'll win, that's another question because it's always so hard to predict who's going to win them. Um, some of them are pretty, like, obvious. Like, some, it's like someone is nominated, you're like, okay, obviously they're going to win that. Like, come on, really? Um, I think the only other, other time where I said so-and-so or, like, you know, I, I was dead set on one person winning was Jonathan Banks uh, in Better Call Saul was nominated for his episode 5-0 in Better Call Saul in the first season, which is still one of the best episodes I've ever seen on television, and his performance was remarkable. Um, but I was always bitter that he did not win that Emmy. I said, okay, well, as soon as he was nominated, I said, no, no, he's going to win. Like, there's no question in the world that he's going to win, and he didn't. So that was... I think that was the breaking point for me where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a step back. I don't, you know, I can't really predict who's going to win now. 
Because then, of course, you know, for you Better Call Saul fans, I was fully expecting, and everyone was expecting Michael McKeon, who of course plays Chuck in Better Call Saul, to get nominated for his excellent work, and he never did. So eventually, I just stopped predicting who was going to win. I'm just like, it's too hard now. I can't predict. Uh, you know, just it's it's too much. Um, but then, of course. Dahmer comes out and that changes everything so I watched it all watched it in doses because like I said it was very very disturbing at points definitely check it out though I highly highly encourage it because um, it's just crazy to just to think about how this went on and just the details behind it so I won't spoil much of it I mean well I mean obviously Jeffrey Dahmer's dead in real life so there's I can't really spoil much of that but um for me not knowing much about Jeffrey Dahmer's life like him growing up as a kid and stuff like that going into the show it was all kind of you know I didn't know what was going to happen to his dad or you know what I mean so um in that sense it's not really a spoil I mean I, in real life Jeff, Jeffrey Dahmer's dead I'm sorry if I spoiled it for you guys um but um yeah, so definitely just go into it as spoiler-free as you can. Like, just like I did, not knowing much about Jeffrey Dahmer, just go into it and just learn about his life as I did. Um, so, yeah, so finished watching it. I was blown away. I started looking up Evan Peters, just like, holy shit, how did he prepare for a role like this? Because, I mean, obviously, Je Jeffrey Dahmer and what he's done, it's still... Ha the effect of what he's done has still it all these years later it's continued to I me mean, obviously the victims uh families are still grieving and suffering over over what happened to him uh, uh uh to their to their uh loved ones um so obviously this has not gone away you know what i mean and so the fact that he's going into this role knowing that okay you know millions of people are going to watch this the victims families are going to be watching this i need to nail this down and um, it's this one article. I want to get it up here. It's um, uh, right here. Yeah, it's it's from the Fortress of Saltitude, co uh, dot co dot za. Um, I've never heard of this site before, but definitely check this out. I'll, I'll read bits and pieces of it. Evan Peters won't be the same after playing murderer Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, uh, September thirtieth, two thousand twenty-two. There's hardly a name that evokes more intense adverse reactions than Jeffrey Dahmer, one of the one of history's most despicable serial killers. Dahmer's story has been widely reported over the years, from his troubled upbringing to sinister details of his gruesome crimes. It was only a matter before Netflix would jump on the trend with its own version of of the Dahmer story. Netflix's Dom Netflix's Dahmer monster. Sorry, Dahmer monster. The Jeffrey Dahmer story. Starring Evan Peters, excuse me, aims to shine a new light into Dahmer's perverse uh, machinations. Uh, this time with Ryan Murphy and Ian Brennan at the helm. Uh, they give a little more details on that. Um, yeah, uh, so there, it talks about, yeah. Uh, his acting, uh, Evan Peters, his acting in Dahmer might easily be one of the best parts of the show. More than just Dahmer as a killer, Evan Peters captures the small details of Dahmer's life that most other shows might overlook or forget. But beyond that, he makes the viewer feel sympathy for his character, even while seeing his monstrous deeds up to a certain point, of course. And that was really the thing. Like I'm like, look, you're going into this, you know it's a real person. So that's... It's, it's, it's different. It, I, I really don't get these comparisons of people saying, well, we were, were able to sympathize with Freddy Krueger. We were able to, no, that's a, 
fucking fictional character. Like, Freddy Krueger's not real. But like, like, it's, you know what I mean? This is a whole different thing. Jeffrey Dahmer is real, and these victims who he's killing in this are, are real people. That's the key difference here. And it's just so funny, or may not funny, but it, it's just weird when I hear people making those comparisons about Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, and sympathizing with them. It's like, yeah, well, they're not real. Like, <laughs> you know? So... That was the thing. I said, oh, I, I said, okay, so I'm seeing all these things of his childhood, you know, his parents, his mom, um, uh, you know, of course, they got divorced. Uh, and it was, there were times I'm like, okay, I need to not sympathize with him. That's the main thing. I'm like, I know, like, it's, it's, it, it's very easy to feel sad for someone knowing what they went through in their past. But I mean, at the same time, that, that doesn't at all excuse what he's done. So that was one thing that was almost reason why I kind of had to watch it in doses because I'm like, I can't sympathize with this guy who's, you know, he's real. He's done this stuff. It's kind of hard to get behind him, you know? So that's one huge, you know, kudos to Evan Peters, first of all, for just willing to take that risk. You're going to a role like that. Some people might even not want to go for it. Some people would just say, say Jeffrey Dahmer, no, I can't do that. Like, there's no way, but he went for it, and he absolutely nailed it. Um, so it says, as uh, Durf Backdurf, uh, one of Dahmer's closest friends, quotation marks, friends at Revere High School, puts it in, in the preface, my friend Dahmer, any sympathy for uh, any sympathy for him ends when uh, Dahmer kills. Uh, still, the 35-year-old actor went above and beyond what anyone could have expected for a show that seemingly came out of nowhere. Uh, his interpretation is nothing short of mesmerizing, and I'm probably not the first to say that it marks a turning point for his acting career. I agree, 100%. Um, I mean, obviously, he was getting lots of work. He's, um, he's, uh, um, you know, of course, X-Men he was in, Quicksilver, uh, Kick-Ass 1. It wasn't really a huge, huge part in Kick-Ass 1, but that's where I first remember him from. Um, but this right here is just going to be like he can do anything now at this point. Like, I, like, like he's probably just getting calls left, right, and center as we speak uh, from people. Um, but it's the fact that, like, here it's a, uh, granted, no one can really say they understood what goes on the head of someone like Dahmer, but doing so can bring a whole set of issues for any sane individual. It wouldn't be the first time a method actor ends up with a psychological trauma after playing a part, and Evan Peters might have come dangerously close to that extreme. The results, however, speak for themselves. Evans, I'm sorry, Evan Peters, Jeffrey Dahmer, is one of the greatest interpretations of the character in any form of media. With a harrowing performance, Peters makes the audience understand that Dahmer's story has many monsters, human and otherwise. How did such a notorious cannibal evade capture for so long, and what were the authorities and institutions doing wrong? And I agree. That's just that that always blew, blew my mind. How they went, how this went on for years, you know. Um, well, it, it, like, it was going on for so long, like, that, that's just bl mind-blowing, really, it really is just mind-blowing, um, and so, right there, I just think that right there, that article right there, when I read that, I said that's exactly why he deserves the Emmy, I think he's gonna win it, I, like, will he win it? I think he will. Will he be nominated? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you can't win an Emmy without being nominated. <laughs> uh, doy. Um, like, just, yeah, like, just really, like, all, honestly, guys, for those of you who haven't seen Dahmer, trust me, go see it if you don't believe a word I'm saying. There's really no other choice in this matter. I mean, yeah, 
re really there isn't because took someone like Dahmer and it it was points where it made me have to question like I cannot sympathize with this guy you feel bad but it's you know that's that's how you know it's such good acting and it's such good you know just everything it's so well done that you're 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 kind of like, you're like what kind of person does this make me if I'm feeling bad for him you know um so definitely guys I want you to let me know your thoughts. For those of you who have seen Dahmer, let me know your thoughts on the show because I want to hear everyone's opinions. Do you think, first of all, will he be nominated for the Emmy? And do you think he will win the Emmy? You know, going through all the psychological trauma, and I, I know, you know, actors have done this before, but for this one here was so... You're playing Jeffrey Dahmer, one of the, uh, you know notorious scariest uh you know cannibal cannibalistic serial killers out there um and you'll never be the same again after playing that getting into that mindset seeing how he clicks it's yeah like the emmy goes to like just give him the emmy right now really like like evan peters just you know opens up his mailbox and the emmy's right there so trust me guys you are gonna want to see Dahmer on netflix if you haven't watched it uh, for those of you who have, let me know your thoughts uh, down below and do uh, whether or not you think Evan Peters should get the Emmy, Emmy nomination to begin with. I mean, even if he's just nominated okay, I think he deserves the award, though, for all this trouble that he went through. But all the praise he's gotten for this is well-deserved. He's a remarkable actor. Can't wait to see what he does next. And fingers crossed that he does get that Emmy. So let me know your thoughts, guys. And we're going to call it there for today, guys. I want to thank you all again for joining me again for an another solo episode. I do like this because it's also a way for you guys to show me. I don't have anyone else to to, to uh, b uh, bounce off of I me mean, obviously it's better and more entertaining if i have someone to to um uh uh play off of but uh it's always good to just be, be, be able to just have a chat with you guys you know what i mean um whether some of you guys watch this episode um some of you might see and go shit he's hosting it solo again fuck that i'm not watching it uh <laughs> that's up to you okay whatever but um then this whole the whole, whole thing was for nothing but anyways i'm super excited uh to be here guys i love doing this um and uh so yeah we will be back with guests next week so uh, thank you all for uh, joining me today and uh be sure to follow us on social media get your tickets for a miramichi christmas november 17th 18th uh uh 18 um we're full on into rehearsal still we're almost done we'll be obviously the show's next week so we're we're uh we're getting we're coming out of the wire and um i'm just super proud of it i'm super proud of how far it's coming uh everyone in the cast is doing a tremendous job and uh yep just definitely you know miramichi and surrounding areas um here i am talking about like some people from the states um if any of uh, oh, my listeners from the states happen to be in canada or in the surrounding areas of miramichi please come by and see the show you will not regret it uh we'll make it worth your while so yeah guys so thank you for joining us today and uh we'll see you next tuesday this is frankie signing off take her easy